You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, it's how to win time, and I am in my leadership edition of the How to Win podcast, and I am thrilled about you taking this journey with me in leadership. We're in my leadership edition, and I began an exciting series a few episodes ago entitled Confident or Insecure what kind of leader are you? Are you a confident leader or an insecure leader? The series theme is leading with confidence. And each one of these lessons or episodes, we have a subtopic. And our subtopic today is symptoms of an insecure leader. In our last episode, remember we talked about insecurity, a roadblock to confidence. And I said that I was going to give you a test in our next episode and the next episode is this episode. So I want you to get your pen, your pad, whatever you're going to use, your technology, whatever you want to use, but I want you to take this test. And then you're going to grade your own paper today, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to exercise my dream on you. You see, if I had, I majored in business management, business administration in college, I have a business degree, but if I had to do it over, I think I would like to have been an educator. Uh, I would have loved to teach uh, high school and uh, coach, and, and I think it would have been just wonderful. So since I didn't do that, I guess I have to take out my dream or my fantasy on you. I'm going to give you a test today, and it's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a blessing. Let's go back for a moment, though, before I get your test, and you go ahead and get your pen, your pad, whatever you're going to use to, to take the test. Let's go back and define our term. What is insecurity? We said that insecurity means to feel unsure or uncertain. We said insecurity means to have self-doubt of one's identity, one's call, or one's ability. We said that insecurity is a feeling of inadequacy. The two individuals in our introduction I like to briefly mention, Eliab and Saul, the first king of Israel. Eliab was an insecure person, an insecure leader. He was the brother of David. Now, I want us to listen to something that Eliab said to his brother David in 1 Samuel 17, chapter, verse 28. Jesse had instructed David 
to take supplies, food and supplies, to his brothers who were fighting in the war, fighting in Israel. David was young, too young to really go to war. And, and so he was left to keep the sheep and, and, and to be a shepherd. But Jesse, the father of David and Eliab and the other brothers, wanted David to bring supplies and food. When David came on the scene, Goliath came out, this giant of a, of a man came out. And he was talking his trash. He was talking uh, all kinds of stuff. And we'll, we'll look into it in even more detail in our next episode. But David got excited about taking this giant on. And when Eliab, his brother, heard him asking questions about Goliath and what would be the reward of defeating the giant. Listen at Eliab. He's talking to his younger brother. What are you doing around here anyway? I know about your pride and deceit. First Samuel 17, 20 in the New Living Translation. Notice Eliab called his younger brother a cocky, well, in the Living Bible says, well, the New Living Translation, he calls him a pride, person of pride and deceit. The Living Bible, he calls him a cocky brat. He called his own brother a cocky brat. What are you doing around here anyway, you cocky brat? Think about that. What are you doing around here? I know about your pride and your deceit. It's interesting. Listen at this. I'm not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, but it is interesting and an interesting reality that when an insecure person meets someone who is confident, have a lot of confidence, he or she will often accuse him of being arrogant or cocky. I don't understand the psychology behind it, but I know it's true. Confident people, or maybe I should say insecure people, are intimidated by confident people. That's, here again, maybe you can diagnose it, maybe you in this field of psychology, but I don't always understand why it is, because for me, when I see confidence, and when I see successful people, it inspires me. And so I learned years ago that you can either be inspired or intimidated. And I just choose to be inspired by confident, successful people. But then when we look at uh, King Saul, the first king of Israel, he, had, he was a very insecure leader. Now listen, at 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 14 through 15 in the New Living Translation, it says, David continued to succeed in everything. Now, remember, David was under Saul's jurisdiction. Saul was the king, 
David had started out by being a musician in the palace, and then he was elevated uh, in the army and then elevated further to leading Saul's army. So he was under the jurisdiction. In other words, King Saul was the big daddy. He was the boss man, but he was very insecure of someone who was under his jurisdiction, literally working for him. Now watch this. David continued to succeed in everything he did for the Lord was with him. Now, isn't that what you want? Don't you want the people under you to succeed? Because if the people under you succeed, it just helps you to be more effective. It makes you look good. Now, but watch this. David continued to succeed in everything he did for the Lord was with him when Saul recognized this he became even more afraid of him. Now notice, he didn't celebrate him. The Bible said the Lord was with David and he was very successful in everything that he was doing. He wasn't trying to outshine King Saul. The anointing, the blessing of God was on David's life and David was just doing his thing. And he was actually helping the nation that King Saul was over. But the Bible says when Saul began to recognize how successful David was, rather than celebrating him, he became even more afraid of him, or we could say he became intimidated by him. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to give you a test. This test is so very important. For you, I've already taken the test. Remember, I get the lessons before you do. Now, the reason why this test is so important for you as a leader is because the major problem with insecurity is that insecure people are unaware of their insecurity. Did you get that? The reason why the test is going to be good for you and you grade your own test. Nobody's looking at your paper, okay? It's designed to help you. It's self-awareness. It's self-reflection. The major problem with insecure people is they are unaware of their insecurity, and that's the problem. Many people are leading out of their insecurity, but they are unaware of it. So I want to give you, in this test, symptoms of an insecure leader. As I call them out, I want you to self-evaluate, and I want you to grade yourself. If you find yourself in one of these symptoms, make a check on your paper, and then you will know an area that you have to work on. Let's look at it. Insecure leaders, number one, struggle with jealousy. They struggle with jealousy. 
Jealousy, a very simple definition of jealousy is the fear of being displaced. And that's what Saul, King Saul was. He was afraid that David was going to take his place not only on the throne, but also in the hearts of the people. Now, you don't have to ever, if you're doing your thing with integrity, you're loving the people, loving the organization, you're bringing value to the church. If you're a pastor, you're bringing value to your group. If you're a group leader, you're bringing value. You don't have to worry about anyone taking your place. And then to be honest with you, we should groom other people to take our place because God has more for us. He has other levels and other things that he wants us to do. So don't ever be afraid of losing your place. But but that's a question. Are you, are you, do you struggle with jealousy? Second question, insecure leaders struggle with envy. Isn't that the same thing as jealousy? Well, not really. They're cousins. I'll say they're first cousins. Envy and jealousy are first cousins. Okay, watch this. Jealousy is the fear of being displaced. Envy is a feeling of ill will toward those who possess the thing we want, he or she wants. In other words, I feel ill toward you because you have something I want. Well, Saul in his disobedience got away from, King Saul got away from God's will. David over here is walking in God's will and he's finding favor with God and favor with the people. The people love David. And Saul now became afraid of David displacing him, but he also started feeling this ill will toward David because he wanted the influence that David had. So envy is you feeling ill will toward someone who has something you want. It may be they have financial well-being and, and you want that. It may be an education or a certain uh, a degree or whatever. You don't have it, but you want what that degree. You want uh, what that entails. It may be intelligence. This person is just smart. And guess what? They're going to always be someone smarter than you. Always going to be someone smarter than me. Sometimes I listen to other leaders and I think they are so brilliant. They are just brilliant. You know, I, 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 I want to provoke anybody to jealousy, but sometimes when I listen to TV Jakes, I think, oh, we this man of God is so Brilliant. He's just so brilliant. So sometimes 
we can observe someone else and we can see their brilliance or whatever. And and, and now remember, we can be intimidated by it or we can be inspired by it. Okay, so it may be they have a high level of intelligence and we want it. So we feel ill will toward them because we want that or maybe status or achievement or, you know, when I was in the church world, well, I'm still in the church world, you know, but when I was a pastor, certain churches would grow. You know what I mean? I remember a time in our church where it wasn't growing and there was a church across town that was growing. In fact, everybody was talking about that church. Everybody was talking about that church. And so you, you, you can be intimidated. You can be inspired, you know? And so I decided Rather than be intimidated, be inspired. So I went to the church. I sat down. I, I saw the people in the parking lot headed toward the church. They had their Bibles. They were excited about getting there. I went to the church, sat in the church, uh, enjoyed the worship and the fellowship. It was so wonderful. And then I decided I want to talk to the pastor. I, I set up a time where I could get some insight from the pastor. He was so nice, and I love him to this day. He was just so nice. You see, you can be intimidated or you can be inspired. I mean, why not choose being inspired rather than being intimidated? But Insecure leaders struggle, number one, with jealousy. Number two, they struggle with envy. Insecure leaders are very competitive. Well, maybe all of us have some competitiveness in us. I know I like to win. I don't care whether we plan Scrabble or whether we plan uh, cards or whatever it is. I want to win. But but this insecure person doesn't just want to win. They are consumed without do are consumed with outdoing others. They are consumed with outdoing others. The fourth symptom of an insecure leader is insecure leaders feel the need to win every argument. They feel the need to win every argument, and they usually get angry at a loss. I mean, just angry. Now, listen, I want to win. I'm not lying. Your, my family will tell you whatever we're doing, I want to win. But when you don't win and you are angry, I'm not talking about disturbed. I'm talking about anger. I mean, you are mad. You push everything away. You walk away upset. You don't want to talk to anybody for a while. That's a symptom of insecurity. Number five, uh, insecure leaders are not comfortable in their own skin. They are always comparing themselves with others. They are not comfortable in their own skin. Number six, how are you doing on the test? Number six, an insecure leader or insecure leaders see seeking wisdom, input, and cooperation from others as a weakness. They see seeking wisdom from others, seeking input from others, 
cooperation from others as a weakness. Here again, uh, when I pastored, I, there were times when I would counsel members, and it was, it was just a truth that usually it was the wife or women who wanted the counsel. And if they were married, usually the man would be dragging in. Uh, in fact, one one wife, she actually tricked her husband in coming to the counseling session. Now, I don't advise you to do that. He didn't even know he was coming to a counseling session. He tricked him. Why? Because sometimes the guys, they had this thing about, you know, I don't want a man telling me my business, how to run my business. And, and so, you see, that person... That man who did not want the counsel, but his marriage is struggling. It got problems, and if your wife has problems, if you're married, you have problems. And, but sometimes people see getting wisdom, insight, input, or cooperation from others as a weakness when really it's a strength. Number seven, we're talking about symptoms of an insecure leader. Insecure leaders become perturbed when someone disagrees with their opinions and they perceive negative feedback as a personal attack. Now, that's strong. Show me an insecure leader, and here's a symptom. They become perturbed when someone disagrees with their opinion because they, got, they have to always be right. Insecure people have to always be right. And you have to agree with an insecure leader because an insecure leader perceives negative feedback as a personal attack. They internalize the, the contradictory opinion. They, they internalize the feedback. It's a personal attack. You're coming against me. You don't like me. You're not for me. That's an insecure leader. Number eight, insecure leaders consistently feel everyone is against them. Think about that. Everyone is against them. I remember when I first started pastoring, some of the things I was teaching were a little different. I was a little unorthodox. But I had this mentality that everybody against me, just everybody, you know, everybody. And, and insecure, it had more to do with my insecurity than it had to do with everybody. There were people in the city that didn't even know my name, didn't know I exist. So everyone is not against you. Everybody's not trying to tear you down. Everybody's not trying to put you down. And you can hear it. You you can hear it when people spend a whole lot of time, in, especially pastors, in their pulpit talking about the folk, talking about them and the people doing this and the people doing this. And that's their insecurity. You know, that's their insecurity uh, talking. Number nine, insecure leaders don't usually affirm or empower others because they believe if others succeed, 
they will lose. It's that pie mentality, you know, that you have a pie. Every time you take a slice of the pie away from the pie, there's less pie. And some people, even leaders, have this pie mentality. I can't empower you, you know. I can't help you be successful because if I help you be successful, then I'm I'm going to lose out. And, and that's a insecure pe- person, leader thinking like that. Number 10, how are you doing on your test? How are you doing on the test? Uh, insecure leaders prefer to shine alone when working with a team rather than having the group share the credit for the team's success. Now think about it. Insecure leaders prefer to shine alone. Now they're working with a team, they, but they prefer to shine alone. They want their name. They want their name called. They want to be known as the leader of the group. They don't, they don't want the team, they don't want to share the credit with the team for the success, even though the team brought the success. Are you a confident leader or an insecure leader? Number 11, insecure leaders have more confidence in others than they do in themselves. Now, remember when we talked about Moses at the beginning of his, in, in, in our uh, previous episode, we talked about how Moses in the beginning of his call, his assignment to deliver the people, he said, God, listen, I'm not eloquent. I've never been good with words. Since a more capable person, send anyone else. And that's a symptom of insecurity. When you have more confidence in others than you do in yourself, and yet this is what God has anointed you to do or called you to do, but you want God to use someone else. Number 12, Insecure leaders have a hard time saying no. Now, I fail in this category. I'm better now, but I really fail in this category as a young minister. Just had a hard time saying no. Why? Because I need you to affirm me. I need you to please you. I need you to like me. And, and you're not going to be successful if you can't say no because you're going to end up wasting resources, time, energy, and money if you don't say no. Number 13. Wow, this is this authoritarianism. Number 13. Insecure leaders feel a need to defend their integrity. They feel a need to defend their integrity. There's absolutely nothing wrong if you are being accused of something that you've not done, there's nothing wrong with you giving a response when there's error concerning you or concerning your integrity. There's nothing. In fact, the followers of follow the follower of followers need to hear a response from you, uh, out of you. But insecurity 
is feeling the need to defend your integrity. When the scripture says a, a, a man's integrity will preserve him, there will be times in your leadership where you're going to have to just know yourself and you're not going to be wasting time on the platform or in the pulpit or wherever you're leading at. You're not going to have time to be spending time trying to prove to people that you have integrity. And as a pastor, I got called some things that I knew I wasn't. I was accused of some things that I knew was not true. And I just didn't feel that it was necessary for me to waste people's time. They come into church to hear a word from God, and I'm spending all this time trying to defend my integrity. Your integrity will preserve you. Insecure leaders, number 14, feel slighted and angry when others are recognized and complimented in their presence, and they are not. Now, I talk to my preachers now, my preacher friends now, pastors in particular. Some of us feel very important about ourselves. And, and, and here again, you should have some degree of, of confidence in yourself. But some of us, we really feel important. So we go to a meeting or go to an event and for whatever reason, the people doesn't sit us where we think we should sit or they recognize other ministers and do and they miss calling our name. They just didn't call our name. And we get angry. I mean, not just uh, perturbed or... We get angry, like fighting mad that someone didn't call our name. Maybe, maybe they didn't mean to not call your name. Maybe it was not intentional. Let's think the positive. Let's think that it was an oversight. But now, listen to me, Pastor. Listen to me, leader. I'm your friend now. I love you. Not trying to judge you. Maybe your need to have your name called is a problem. Maybe it is symptomatic. What if God wanted them to not call your name out because maybe God knows that you have a problem with this area of insecurity. Maybe that's a blessing they didn't call your name because the fact that you are so angry about it, it may be symptomatic that there's some insecurity on your part because after all, you are who you are. And if you're really important, you know you're important. Doesn't matter whether others, really, you've already achieved what you achieved. 
So whether they call your name out or not call your name doesn't take away from who you are and what you've achieved. But you need to think about it. Just think about it. Maybe there's some issues of insecurity there. Insecure leaders, number 15, brag about positions and accomplishments. They brag about well-known acquaintances. They brag about their positions, bragging about their accomplishments, bragging about the people that they know because it gains admiration or highlight their status. So-and-so, I know so-and-so. I was close to so-and-so. I'm not saying all that is sin. I'm not even saying all that is insecurity, but it may be. It may be that you're always talking about what you possess and always talking about your accomplishments and always talking about who you know, you know this well-known person. Is it that you're trying to gain admiration? Is it you're trying to highlight your own status? That's between you. You say, well, no, they know what I'm trying to do. Well, then you pass this, you pass this. And then finally, number 16, Insecure leaders usually uh, are usually extremely critical and sometimes abusive. When you see a leader that's extremely critical, they always criticize and always putting people down, always putting their team down, always putting their staff down, throw their team under the bus. That's an insecure leader. Any abusive person, any abusive leader has insecurity problems. Now, 16 questions in our test. How did you do? Where are you on a scale of 1 to 10 with 10 being a very insecure leader? With 10 being a very insecure leader. How it should do. In this, on this scale, your lowest score means you're more confident as a leader. Your highest score means that you are more insecure. How did you do? The major problem with insecure people is they are unaware of their insecurity, and that's true of leaders. The major problems that we have, and I've had in the past, is that I was unaware of my insecurity. But we cannot, we cannot overcome what we're unaware of. So in our next episode, episode four, we're going to be flip the script a little bit and begin to look at what does a conf confident leader look like? Let's look at the signs of a confident uh, leader, and then we're going to work our way finally to the basis of our security. What should our security be based on? Thank you so very much for spending this time with me. I love taking this journey with you, and I pray that God bless you and you walk in his blessings the rest of the week. Thank you.